Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stoveleg Media. Igniting conversation. Hey thinkers, happy June and happy Pride. It is me, your girl, your host, Elena Grace, and I am bringing you a really special episode today. I am really excited to share this conversation with you between myself and my new friend, Christopher. So Chris and I work together at an art gallery. We are a social media dream team. Um, We have a lot of fun together, and I have really enjoyed getting to know him in this newer way, and um, we've really been bonding lately, so it's a ton of fun. But anyway, um, yeah, so Chris shares with us about his journey of realizing um, who he wants to be and the person who makes him happy like the version of himself who makes him happy. So with that being said, I hope that this inspires you guys. I hope that you get some good ideas, some good resources, maybe some good advice perhaps. Um, I hope it inspires you to think differently, perhaps to love differently. I don't know. I just hope that it gives you something to think about. So Here's Chris. Um, hi, I'm Christopher. Um, I'm a transgender man. Um, my pronouns are he and him. Uh, I have been officially, I guess, transitioning, at least in a social sense, since early high school. Um, my, my experiences growing up were mostly just one of not feeling like I fit in with other girls. Um, I was always really interested in anatomy and the human body. And so from a young age, I was very aware of Um, sexual dimorphism in humans and how, you know, an embryo becomes a fetus, becomes a baby, becomes a child. And then at a certain point, things just kind of go off the rails and you end up hitting puberty. Um, Off the rails is right. (laughs) That was something that kind of, it didn't, it didn't surprise me per se, but it kind of surprised me that it would inevitably happen to me. And I didn't love it. (laughs) <laughs> um, 
but I, I didn't really know what to do about it or how to feel about it other than just feeling like I didn't quite fit in or feeling like I was just going to have a slightly more uncomfortable time than everybody else. Um, until funnily enough, until 2008, when people magazine, um, did a story on the pregnant man. Um, and that was, uh, Thomas Beatty who, uh, had transitioned, but he hadn't gotten a hysterectomy. He was still capable of getting pregnant. Um, and my mom who was, and is subscribed to people magazine was reading it. And I saw the headline and I went, okay, hold on. I've read about pregnancy. I know that men can't get pregnant. What is that? And she explains that he, you know, had been born a girl and then transitioned to male. She kind of just left it at that. Um, but it sparked, I guess, a certain curiosity in me. Um, people very much sensationalized his story and to a certain extent kind of treated him like a circus freak. But the idea that a person has a little more control over the gender that they get to be perceived as was something that really pleased me to hear. Um, I, uh, around that same time, I was in middle school and I really enjoyed um, making, making comics about myself and my friends. And one of my favorite things was to draw alternate versions of ourselves that were gender bent. So for example, uh, my friend Scott would be Scarlett or, you know, I was Christopher instead of Chrissy. Um, and that, that experience of getting to not only visualize myself as a dude, but also learning that that was a thing that could be reality for me um, was just really appealing. Um, as I moved into high school, I became a lot more knowledgeable about um, the reality of medical transition um, and the fact that it's not as rare, not as um, not as one in a million, I guess, as as sensationalized stories like that make it out to be that many people are transgender. Many people do transition. Um, that just kind of, I guess, got me started. Um, and now I'm here. Um, so I've been socially out um, to most people since about 10th grade. Um, and that would have been, I guess, 2015. Um, and I have been on testosterone. I've been medically transitioning for three and a half months now. Awesome. That, that is a really, um, awesome, I think, summation kind of of your story and how you got here. That's really interesting that the pregnant man, quote yeah, unquote, right. Like, of all things. Yeah. Of <laughs> all things that that is what inspired you in a way to realize that <laughs> you have, that we have more control, mm -hmm. um, over who we are than we're made to think that we do yeah. I think um yeah of all things that is really funny that's yeah. really really funny so your mom explained it to you um in that moment and then did that lead you to more research or like hmm let's see around that same time I was also starting to 
really entrench myself in internet citizenship. Um, and I came across that funky little social media site known as Tumblr. Um, and for those who aren't aware, I would say most people on Tumblr are LGBT. Um, specifically, it definitely um, has a good chunk of the population that is transgender um, or gender non-conforming in some other way. Um, and so seeing that kind of made me notice more that I was seeing more and more people in online spaces who were transgender or who were just casual about the fact that they don't conform to their birth sex in some way. Um, so I guess it was more that knowing about that made me notice more and more people like me. Um, and that let me kind of get to know people and follow the blogs of people who were transitioning socially or sometimes also medically. Um, as for doing my own research, I remember that at the time I did a little searching, but there weren't either there weren't as many resources out there at the time, or I just maybe wasn't quite using the right search terms. Um, but I, it seemed like I was mostly finding almost covert resources for people who were older than me and had different things available in their community than I did. I it wasn't you. really as, you know, it wasn't as helpful for me because it wasn't like, it wasn't really stuff like, hey, you think you might be transgender? Here's what that means. And here's how to explain that to other people. It was more like, um, you know, here's how to get a referral from your doctor or something. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't really there yet. Yeah, I gotcha. That's interesting. Um, and I didn't think about it this way. Kind of when I asked the question, I was more so thinking of like your your second point, like researching, going on the internet, like medically looking into it but that's so interesting that you also research socially basically or you yeah. found that you were socially researching maybe without even realizing it and mm -hmm. you had found yourself in those communities and I'm sure that that was really influential in helping you realize who you were and that definitely it, yeah and that it was okay mm -hmm. yeah for sure um the, the prevalence of, um, I guess the prevalence of exploration in the online spaces can sometimes be a little overwhelming or confusing just because there exists, especially in specific niche communities, a lot of micro labels, um, which yes. can sometimes be overwhelming to parse. When I first came out to my friends, I said that I was gender fluid. Um, and gender fluidity is a perfectly like normal and healthy and acceptable identity for a lot of people, but it wasn't quite right for me. I more was struggling with, struggling with either abandoning learned femininity or incorporating, frankly, feminine aspects of myself into my identity as a man. Um, what I... I think a lot of people kind of forget when they realize that they are transgender is that manhood and womanhood are very, 
not exactly fluid, but very broad strokes. There are men who were assigned male at birth, have a penis, are happy with it, have a beard, have a wife and kids, and they still love their teddy bear from when they were four, or they kind of enjoy watching ballet, stuff like that. Aspects of masculinity and femininity are not like prerequisites for any particular gender identity. So I guess just to kind of tell people my journey did involve trying to gain a deeper understanding of what gender presentation means to me and what aspects of masculinity or femininity matter to me and how they necessarily affect my idea of self, basically. Right. And I'm sure that especially Western constructs of masculinity versus femininity and those gender roles and even toxic masculinity. And really, I don't think that this is really a term that's used, but in a way it still exists like toxic femininity. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's one that's used because I always hear the other, but I've never heard that one, but, but I heard a couple people say it. Okay. Well, but I'm sure it exists. Like I'm sure it's Mm -hmm. a thing. Um, I'm sure that we've all, anyway, go back to the point. Um, the, what was my point? Um, overcoming those things, I'm sure was very difficult because we, in Western society, those constructs are very rigid, less so today, but still pretty Yeah, up until pretty recently, they have been quite rigid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, um. I can only imagine how reconciling those within yourself and also trying to understand that you don't have to conform to those to be who you want to be. Like the difficulty of all of that, I guess, is my Mm -hmm. point, because you want to be who you are and you also want to be perceived as who you are. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Um, things like, like right now my hair is getting kind of long. Me having long hair does not make me dysphoric. Me having long hair does not make me feel like a woman, but I want to cut my hair because I know that it kind of makes people see me more as a woman. Um, or, uh, for instance, when I was in the 11th grade, my English teacher was actually really accepting of me as a trans guy. He was great about always using my pronouns and everything. But I remember one day at the end of the day, I was writing something down and we were talking and he said, he, he ended up saying, well, you know, it is kind of hard for people to take you seriously when you write in cursive or, well, you know, if you didn't use cursive, maybe people would see you as more masculine. And I thought to myself, that's so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I know men who write in cursive. Yeah. I know women who have terrible handwriting. I just think it's absurd that if, if my sense of self is masculine and people are telling me, you know, your personality is masculine or yeah, I can really see you as a guy. Why on earth should something as goofy as my handwriting possibly get in the way? So Um, Yeah. So like little, little things kind of make or break somebody's perception of you. And that is more difficult to come to terms with than internal, I guess, internal contempt for 
feminine aspects. Yeah. Um, I can will I, say, sorry. yeah, go ahead. I, no, go I, ahead. I was just going to say, can I add that within that? Um, so we add on, you've, mm-hmm. you've seen Adam, mm-hmm. a lot of my followers have seen him or heard him speak or whatever. He is a large, like very cishet, hyper-masculine looking man. Yeah. And he fucking loves the color periwinkle. Oh, he bought nice. himself periwinkle towels for his apartment awesome. when he moved out on his own. Like he loves it. Awesome. He loves he loses his mind over it and I said that to somebody the other day and she thought that was so funny and yeah just like cackled 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 she thought it was so funny and Adam afterwards was like what I don't get it why did she think that was so funny and so yeah it goes back to that like people have these ideas mm-hmm. of what's masculine, what's fit, whatever. And you can be completely satisfied in yourself and your, or yeah, you can be completely satisfied in yourself and what's the word? Um, content. It's not satisfied. Yeah, satisfied. Whatever. Anyway, move on. Can be satisfied in yourself and know who you are and comfortable and all of this knowledge. But people's perceptions of what they think you should be play such a role into sometimes if you're not comfortable with yourself, they can play such a role in than how you perceive yourself too. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah, sense? Sure. Does that, no, that follow yeah, us, right? Sense. Yeah, I kind of got lost a little bit, but anyway, we're back. No, you're good. <laughs> um, I will say part of why I, so I will, I'll let you in on some discourse recently. Um, people historically, historically the LGBT community and the LGBT rights movement has been just that LGBT altogether. Um, And lately we've added plenty of other letters to the acronym to incorporate um, the rights of intersex people, which does kind of coincide with transgender people's autonomy over their own bodies. Um, Or, you know, adding non-binary people and two-spirit as kind of a subsection of transgender. But there are some people who kind of feel like, whether it's because of transphobia or just because they maybe are trans themselves and they just feel this way for some reason, some people feel like the LGB and the T should be treated more as completely separate communities. And I, and I would say most people disagree with that strongly. One reason for that is obviously um, you know, to quote Benjamin Franklin, we should all hang together or we will all hang separately. Um, but also I would say that my experience as a man who loves other men has definitely informed my gender presentation, my interpretation of my own self, um, and stuff like that. I feel so much more comfortable and confident with my particular flavor of manhood because I love men who are like me. I see gay men who are not 
conforming perfectly to what the ideal man is. Um, so seeing men who, who are gender non-conforming, although, although cisgender men, they were born male and identify as such, seeing that gives me the confidence to not worry so much if I'm not, you know, perfect in every aspect of the masculine ideal, but also because I admire men and socialize with men and also get to know men more intimately, I see what masculinity is like in the day-to-day. It's not always Chris Evans flexing to pull the helicopter closer closer to the building. Sometimes it is stuff like a man who loves his kids or um, a man who tries really hard to kind of expand that teaspoon teaspoon level emotional range so that he can support his girlfriend better. Um, Men are softer than we realize. And Mm -hmm. that is very beautiful and very worth celebrating without saying, well, they're not real men. Um, And vice versa, women, like we've been talking about this for years and years and years, women are strong. Women are calculating sometimes. Women can um, not want to be a mother or be, you know, the perfect daughter for whatever that means in a family dynamic. Um, I would say that the way that people with same-sex attraction understand their relation to their own gender does inform some transgender experiences and vice versa. When people are allowed to explore gender freely, it makes even non-transgender people more capable of living to be their fullest selves without worrying about what someone thinks because they are labeled a man or a woman. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. And I think that that is um, an awesome point, kind of a really poignant takeaway for anybody from this episode that when people are allowed, when anybody is allowed to explore their identity freely and who they are, explore their gender, understand who they are and why they are, um, they become a better person and a better, the best version of themselves. And it's, Mm -hmm. it really sucks that our society in a lot of different ways doesn't want us to explore ourselves um, for tons of different reasons. But I also have to say, I really love that it is becoming more normalized and encouraged to do that. I think that's really awesome and it's really um, inspiring, you know, for even for me as just the bibbidi-bobbidi-boo blondie bitch hopping around here. I'm like, I can be whatever version of myself that I want to be in this incarnation of who I am right now. And that's really awesome that we don't have to stay the same person. We don't have to be um, the same version of ourselves forever. We can change and we can be who we're meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. And the person that we're meant to be can also sometimes change from year to year, for sure. Um, People... Uh, you know, have kind of phrased transition as a journey to the true self. But 
honestly, what is the true self? I don't know. I don't know. It could be anything. I, um, I think I saw a tweet or something that said, my goal isn't really to be my true self or my best self. It's just to be my favorite self. And I feel like transitioning helps me a lot to be my favorite self. I love that. I want to cry. I'm really glad. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad for you that you have um, found how to become your favorite self and that you were on the journey to becoming your favorite self. I hope that we can all be on whatever journey that is to become our favorite selves. It's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, I'm crying. <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just emotional. The Lexapro <laughs> helps that usually, but anyway. Oh, Lordy. Well, Chris, is there anything that um, we haven't hit on that you would like to make sure that you share with the listener today? Mm, I don't know. I think that we've come to the end of my notes. Um, okay. Yeah, basically just, yeah, tis, tis what it is. I think we hit everything. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay, awesome. <laughs> do, you, well, do you have any questions for me or anything else that you want me to touch on? Well, I did want to ask, um, do you have, really, I think everything else that I had wanted to kind of talk about, we've already hit, but I wanted to ask if you have any resources or media or advice or anything that you could suggest to the listener for either somebody who is um, realizing that they are not their happiest, most favorite self right now, or in any form of that, or for people who are trying to understand more what that is like? Um, I will say the nice thing is unlike, you know, almost 10 years ago when I did my first internet searching, there's definitely a lot more public eye for better or for worse, but in this case for better, um, for resources for people who are transgender or for people who don't really understand what the whole thing is about or why they should care. Um, I had a link to one website in particular that I thought was really fantastic. Um, and that is genderspectrum.org. Um, there are a handful of other ones, uh, you know, all over the place. If you just search, like, I think I literally just Googled just like last week or something resources for transgender people. And it pulled up tons of stuff for trans people and for those who love or care about the trans community or maybe don't really love or care about, but feel like they ought to know. Um, and really lots of stuff does come up on, on most search engines. Um, but genderspectrum.org is a really great place to start. Um, because it has uh, information for, um, it gives you, like their homepage gives you drop downs for like, I am a, uh, an educator, or I am a family member of a trans person, or I am a trans person who's interested in, you know, um, faith related resources or um, studies or just, you know, basic overview information for my trans loved one or myself or my pastor or whomever. Um, and I just think that that's a really great place to start. I think it's a very compassionate place to start recognizing that there, there are 
there are so many holes in people's knowledge. And I think that um, I think that organizations like Gender Spectrum try really hard to kind of patch those holes. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a great resource. I'll definitely put that link in the show notes and the blog post and everything for today's episode. And I'll also put those Google keywords that <laughs> you gave to you know, in, in case people want to do their own footwork. <laughs> right. Right. And if you do think of anything else that you want to send my way, totally do. And I'll, yeah. I'll slide it in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for anybody listening, you can find those links on the website, www.ivebeenthinkingpod.com. And so they'll be there and there will be a link in the show notes too. Thank you so much for having me, Elena. Thank you so much, Chris. I really enjoyed this too. I am so grateful that we have met and that you're in my life now. And I'm so grateful that you were willing to share this part of yourself with me and my listeners. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, I'll talk at y'all next week. Bye. And just a quick reminder, guys, make sure to follow us on Instagram at I've been thinking pod. Check us out on TikTok. Uh, if you do that, at I've been Elena. That's a little bit of my personal and the podcast mixed together. Um, make sure you look at the website, www.ivebeenthinkingpod.com. That's where you'll find links and stuff from today's show. And finally, check us out on Patreon, especially if you want to support the podcast monetarily. That would be incredible. Um, You get video content, extra content, early content, all of the above there. And, and finally, share the podcast with a friend this week. I couldn't do this without you guys. Bye.